T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. seriously wish I could have been just sitting at the edge of our listeners' beds this morning as they grabbed their phone, opened up Twitter or wherever they start consuming their news to see their faces and what they looked like when they learned about Carlos Correa going to the New York Mets. Wow. Welcome. It's Damon and Ratto here on 95.7 The Game. We've got Juwan Jennings joining us as we go inside the 49ers locker room uh, on a day where we got an awful lot of baseball to talk about. Not much time to do it because at the bottom of the hour, it's Warriors Live. So, Ray, let's just hop right in. As I was saying earlier this week, um, I'm officially like running out of things I haven't seen in sports, you know, it was a crazy weekend in football, crazy ending in a couple of games. Um, this is one of those things I've never seen before in sports. What a reversal of fortune for the San Francisco Giants. When you saw this happen, when you learned about it, what was your first thought? Somebody screwed up or somebody lied, one or the other. And I realize that's the standard answer to every question, but either. The Giants thought they had more time to do this than they did and got fooled by Steve Cohen's desire to buy every player in America. Or they got buyer's remorse at the last minute and that Charlie Johnson did not want to think about seeing the 41-year-old Carlos Correa playing shortstop when he was celebrating his 102nd birthday. Let me ask you straight up, do you think this was unplugged from on high? The possibility is there, but I think more likely they thought they had more time to make up their minds than they did. And Steve Cohen, who is notorious for swooping in and buying stuff that isn't necessarily his, uh, came in and stole them. Susan Slusser today said, Scott Boris tells me... After the Giants canceled their press conference yesterday, they indicated they still wanted to negotiate about Correa, 
but he didn't hear anything from them. And 12 hours later, the Mets deal got worked out. Uh, Susan has recently, I'm talking like in the last five minutes, reported that the Giants uh, do have some interest in Michael Conforto. Uh, he is a Scott Boris agent. So we'll have fun with that in just a second here. Uh, I think I, uh, like, I got an inkling here, Ray. My, my gut tells me that the following happened. The news that the Giants agreed to terms with Correa was in the wind eight days ago on December 13th. I think in the following days, in the following 48 to 72 hours, their phones didn't ring at all. Like not a single extra suite was picked up by a corporate partner, a zero to minimal uptick in any interest in season ticket holder renewal or maybe not even a single extra season ticket got sold. And the Correa news, as good as it might have been for the baseball product on the field, came without buzz, ringing phones or ringing cash registers. And yeah, buyer's remorse set in. And then finding a way out became the job assigned to the Giants team doctors by team ownership. It is that, or we have a level of Farhan got his legs cut out from underneath him to the point where he should be considering resigning today. This is so embarrassing for him. Or... this There's just marching orders that... This was all kind of nonsense to begin with. I mean, I or or he really thought that, yeah, I, I can leave Scott Boris just dangling, twisting in the wind for 12 hours here because I don't think, you know, the Mets with all the money that they've already spent in Francisco Lindor are going to be coming after Carlos Correa. And if that was the miscalculation, there's a miscalculation somewhere. There's a miscalculation somewhere or a straight up rug pulled right out from underneath this front office by ownership. It can't be anything else but really one of the two. Well, and don't I, tell me that this originated on Carlos Correa's end. No, because, I yeah. I honestly think that there was a window from the moment that the Giants said, uh, we're way or actually the Giants didn't say this and from the moment that it was reported that there was something wonky about his physical and Steve Cohen who is the most profligate spender in baseball right now, said, well, you know what? He and Francisco Lindor are pals. If he's still in the wind, why don't we just come in and do this? Because actually, they gave him a deal that was one year shorter and $35 million less. So the AAV is slightly lower for Correa in New York than it would have been in San Francisco. I think that he just came in and said, I'm making this offer right now. We'll green light the physical. You won't have anything to worry about, but let we're doing it right now. I don't think the for, the Giants would have taken eight days to get buyer's remorse. That, that seems implausible to me because, don't forget, the guy who runs the operation in San Francisco is Charlie Johnson's son, Greg. So he's going to tell Charlie, this is what we're planning to do. And I don't know that Charlie took eight days to get get afraid of the number. He must have liked the number, but the Giants tried to go, you know what? The physical's a little wonky. Can we get some more testing done? And the one question I don't have on the Boris end is, 
Well, how long a window did he give them to respond? Was it an hour? Was it four hours? Was it eight hours? Because if he just said, "Okay, you're gonna get you're gonna get cute with the with the physical," I'll take him elsewhere. And Steve Cohen is always there to lay out a check. So I think the miscalculation was on the on the Giants' end in terms of we've got time to get this done. And Scott Boris said, well, no, you don't. No, being patient in free agency, obviously, has done them no favors. And look, the, the Giants have some reality to face here. They look foolish to the entire sport. And their reputation for not landing the big name now completely defines them. I mean, that is the reality that they're living in. And Scott Boris, you know, either has played them a fool once again or now thinks of them a level of a clown show. And to say that Scott Boris not only talks to other agents, but sort of, you know, sets the tone for the entire marketplace because of who he represents would be a massive understatement. Their fans are now more embarrassed and less interested than ever before. Their importance in this marketplace has completely shrunk to its lowest in 25 years. John Heyman today was on with Willard and Dibbs, and he was asked how other teams now view the San Francisco Giants. Well, I've heard they're very good at recruiting. It's not the the issue of, of them putting out the effort and trying to get the players there. You know, it may just be something about the perception of the Bay Area that doesn't appeal to some players. Again, it's a small sample size. We're not talking about hundreds of players here. We're talking about a few star players. And, uh, you know, I am not shocked that Brandon Nimmo went back to New York, even though he's from Wyoming and geographically closer. He was comfortable in New York. And, you know, why take a chance for similar type money? I get that. Aaron Judge has the legacy with the Yankees on his way to the Hall of Fame. Would have been a lot to give up, although the Giants, I think, made a good effort. I think the $360 million turned out to be a very good offer. Didn't quite get it done. I guess it would have been better if they could have gotten it done. But to get it done, it would have been difficult, as it turned out, because if they'd offered 400 you know, maybe the Yankees would have gone to 400 You never know. He clearly, at this point, it's pretty clear that he did not want to give up the legacy and New York, and he's comfortable there. So... You know, we're talking about players who were here, of course, in the Carlos Rodon's case. He was there in San Francisco, and he has jumped to the Yankees. But I do think the Yankees probably outbid San Francisco on that by quite a bit. Look, it's just been a rough day for the Bay Area when you measure it against New York right now. The Knicks embarrassed the Warriors last night. You got the Aaron Judge press conference happening as the Mets feel like they've swooped in and stolen Carlos Correa right from the wedding that was supposed to be between the Giants and Carlos Correa. And it's the Nets up tonight. And by the way, we're going to get you out to a little Warriors Live coming up at the bottom of the hour. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet only from Xfinity and we'll have a little bit more on this Carlos Correa situation but first as we promised you we go inside the 49ers locker room on a Wednesday presented by Harris Ranch Beef visit your local Chavez supermarkets for all your beef and tailgate needs today we're very happy to say hello to Juwan Jennings in his second season with the 49ers and we have watched his role and importance with this team grow by the game and he's been so important he's gone on to earn the nickname third and juan which honestly juan uh thank you for joining us here on damon and ratto it's a pleasure to have you on and and i gotta tell you you i think you got one of the best nicknames in the nfl you gotta like third and juan right 
Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, I used to always think about, like, what's my nickname, you know. You know, a lot of these guys have nicknames, and then it just kind of came to me. And so, yeah, I love it, man. It's fantastic. And I tell you, you have been fantastic in that situation. And the team, obviously, is just on a roll right now. Tell us how you're feeling and the vibe in that locker room. Man, it's it's amazing. Um, the knowing this team, we feel like we just got a lot, you know, a lot of work left out there, and um, we, we we just take one game at a time. That's all. That's all we. That's the formula for this whole season. So we we're just gonna keep doing that. But given the fact that you've been on this role, uh, it begs the question: When did it first strike you that you guys were not just okay but special? Um. Once, once I got, I mean, I, I came into a special team, you know, 2019, 2019, I was watching them in the Super Bowl, 2020, I got drafted here. So I came to a special team uh, with Jeremy Garoppolo and, and uh, Debo and a bunch of those guys and Kyle Shanahan and what they've done and the defense as well, what they've done, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a piece of the puzzle and uh, to, be, to be here is still, you know, a dream come true every day and I'm, I'm just grateful to be here. Juwan Jennings of the 49ers here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, you talked about being a piece of the puzzle. Uh, the fill-in role that you've done for Debo Samuel, both you and Ray-Ray McLeod, who just have some huge moments over the last couple of weeks. How satisfying is it to step up and answer the bell when your number gets called? Man, it's, it's extremely, it's extremely, um, you know, that work pays off. It, it, it makes you happy, you know, to the heart. Um, but, you know, you know what comes with this. You know, these teammates, our teammates go down. Nothing about that is fun. You know, you got to go into a game, you know, with them in your mind, you know, you know, hoping they're, you know, healing up, you know, to the best of their ability. You know, that's that, like you go into the to the game with a lot of emotions. But at the end of the day, you have to, you know, do your job for your teammate. And so to go out there and, you know, make the plays that, that we've made, you know, as a team and, and especially with some of the guys that's going down, you know, it means a lot, you know, especially to go out there and clinch that playoff win, knowing that um, that gives our guys even more time to come back. It, it means a lot. Is there is there something material that's different about the offense since you guys traded for Christian McCaffrey? Is it are your responsibilities different in any way because he's the kind of guy who can catch balls out of the backfield, which means that blocking downfield becomes more important? Or is it the same offense that you opened the season with? Yeah, I think I think it's the same offense. Um, Christian brings the, the receiving ability to it um, from the back end. Um, that's, I think it's similar to what Hasty did when he was here for us. But, um, yeah, he's just taking it to another level. And uh, I, I kind of expect it, you know, from from what he's done from the Panthers, you know, just coming here. I think he just, um, you know, helped make this team even, even, even better. Juwan Jennings, again, in his second season now with the 49ers. Can, can you tell us a little bit what it's like to be a wide receiver in Kyle Shanahan's offense? Does that, like, have a, a list of golden rules or priorities, laws of the position, if you will? Like, what is the... Kyle Shanahan wide receiver manifesto sound like? Um, you know, we, we express jumping off the ball. That's one thing that we always express, um, jumping off the ball, running as fast as you can. And, um, you know, secondly, just, just going into our meetings and uh, Kyle just like an offensive guru, you know, so the plays that he that he makes, you know, 
we just we just go out there and we practice them and you know make them come to life. Are you going to be in line for a, a carry at any point in time this season? It feels like everybody wears a lot of hats. You still don't have an NFL carry. Uh, are, are they saving you for a big moment? Hey, man, I'm not complaining. You know, whenever <laughs> my number's called, that's, that's the only thing I worry about. But until then, I'm just trying to do my best for this team. And, uh, you know, like, like you just said, man, we got so many playmakers at any moment, man. Anybody can take it to the house. Now that you guys have a playoff spot locked up, do you or would you anticipate starting to scoreboard watch more just to see what the Vikings and Eagles and Cowboys are doing? Or do you even have time for that on game day? Well, I actually was at one point once we clinched. I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, now, you know, these other teams, they get to play on Sunday because, you know, we played um, on a Thursday. So I'm like, yeah, we get to watch some football. And see what uh, see what Minnesota does, and then they were down, and uh, so I'm like, yeah, it's cool, like it's perfect, like we're gonna go on to the number two scene, and then they came all the way back, and so I'm done with that, like I'm not worried about it no more. I know I shouldn't have. Juwan, what did you think of that Vikings comeback? I mean, that thing was ridiculous. It was yeah, it was amazing, man. It was amazing. You know, I couldn't believe it, bro. But I was, it's something like, man, just knowing what guys put into this you know this their job man you know couldn't be nothing but happy for them you know they had a you know a, a great time a great flight back home or if they was at home just you know it was a great team win. <laughs> just know that that's not the that's not a possibility with us <laughs> Juwan, Juwan Jennings. Yeah, J- Juwan Jennings here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, l- look, I, uh, I I think that there's always brotherhoods within brotherhoods on football teams. I mean, it's obviously like you got, you got offense, defense. You got your SEC guys, your Big Ten guys. You got your position groups. And, and, and beyond that, you got your draft classes. And then maybe even beyond that, you got seventh rounders uniting in power. Can we talk about Brock Purdy here? And, and, and you know, is, is there a difference between training camp Brock, regular season Brock, and now NFL superstar Brock Purdy? <laughs> well, from, what, from my own eyes, from what I've seen, I can't tell you that I've seen anything different. You know, um, I will say from being in the NFL and just experience, um, the, the game's probably slowed down a lot for Brock. You know, but um, I'm not a quarterback, so I'm sure he's a lot more stressed back there than I am, you know, lined up at wide receiver. But, um, man, Brock just been very consistent, and uh, I can I could just tell, you know, from the from the day one he got in um, behind Trey and Jimmy, man, he's just always been learning and soaking it up. And uh, whenever the time, you know, whenever his time, when his number's been called, he's always stepped up to the plate. And so... And, you know, seeing Brock, what he's done now, and I'm so proud of him, and that's what he does. In my eyes, that's what that's what Brock Purdy does. Uh, Drake Jackson it just posted online. It, it looked like an April Fool's almost rookie dinner bill was placed down for the rookies this year. Juwan, were you at that meal? Nah, nah, that's D-line, man. D-line only? D-line only no, takes no, care of those guys? <laughs> uh, when you were up for your rookie meal, uh, t- tell us about that night. 
Uh, I didn't have a, I didn't have a you know big rookie uh, dinner man. I was seven round draft pick, so they they took it easy on me. They took mercy on you. That's good. Yeah, Is they, it only the guys with the big signing bonuses get yeah, stuck with yeah, the bill? I feel bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, man, it's been great watching what you have turned into, what you've developed, what this season has become for the 49ers. I'm also a huge college football fan. Like, I love traditions, man. Running through the T in Knoxville is, of course, one of them. What was your favorite part about being a Tennessee Vol? Um, I, like, I, like the, I like the town. I like the people the most. Um, as far as when I say people, just like the people who live in and around Knoxville. You know, those, like those fans and uh, just everyday citizens that go to work and love Tennessee football. You know, they, they go out their way to make other people smile. And I think that's just the Southern culture that's um, built into everybody's head. And, uh, and, they, and they live that there. That's what I like the most. Very cool, man. I tell you, the way that the Niners have been going, a lot of football fans have been smiling around here lately. Uh, we want to uh, make you smile back. Uh, our friends at Harris Ranch Beef, Juwan, are going to send you 10 pounds of prime steaks. And you get to choose. <laughs> yeah, I need it. <laughs> Yeah, you get <laughs> you get to choose the cut. Do you want the ribeyes, the porterhouses, or the New York strip steaks? Oh, I want the I want the I'm gonna get the strips. I want the New York strip steaks. Strip it up for you, Juwan. Keep stripping the paint off these other teams on the way to the playoffs, man. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, happy holidays to you, man. From uh, from all of us to all you guys. Very merry Christmas. Man, yes, sir. I appreciate that. And, I, and thank you for having me on here, man. Happy holidays to y'all, too. Thank you so much, Juwan Jennings, here on 95.7 The Game. Ray, we're making friends with this meat giveaway. There's no doubt about it. He acted like there was money attached to it. <laughs> Ooh, I love Juwan Jennings, man. That, that, I needed something to brighten my sports day because it's pretty much been bad sports news here in the Bay Area. Uh, welcome back to Damon and Rattle. We have just a few more minutes before we start approaching Warriors Live. Um, thanks again to the 49ers for setting us up. Juwan was fantastic, and he's really he's, he's coming into his own, man. He really is. Uh, attack the ball. Part of the Kyle Shanahan quarterbacking manifesto. You got to go meet it, baby. Point that's, of attack, Ray. That's kind of what he tells the defense, too. <laughs> uh, it seems to be a consistent theme. At what point do you think the San Francisco Giants called Brandon Crawford to tell him his career at third base is over? Uh, I don't think Brandon Crawford needed the call. I think when he heard about the, um, the, the wonky physical... He started thinking, well, maybe I don't have to get a new glove after all. And then I suspect somebody texted him about 3.35 a.m. And said, like uh, by even, the way. They didn't even bother calling him to let him know his career at shortstop was temporarily over. Uh, they didn't even bother to actually sign the guy that was supposed to replace him. If you're Brandon Crawford, any chance he might just spite retire to stick it to the team's disrespectful handling here? You're not leaving $16 million on the table out of spite. I, I would agree with that. But, look, this is obviously, this, this Carlos Correa disintegration is, is one of the more stunning reversals in free agency history, Ray. I mean, beyond just the sport of baseball, wouldn't you say? It's up there because it's, you know, several things happened. The most interesting to me is that there was another owner ready, willing, 
able and even eager to jump in the middle of somebody else's negotiation. After you have sort of an agreement that you're going to do the deal, traditionally and historically, the assumption around every other owner is, well, okay, fine. Um, But either Scott Boris called uh, Steve Cohen or Steve Cohen did this on his own. Either way, he jumped into the middle of an ongoing negotiation with another team and said, "Uh, I'm still here and I'm burning money like it's coal. And one thing led to another. And I, I suspect the magic word at that point was, I don't care what the what the fiscal says. If you have two working legs, you're our guy. And I think that probably appealed to them at this point. The New York Mets are blowing baseball financials just right off the roof of baseball salaries and payrolls with what they've done. They've had an $800 million free agent class this offseason. And their payroll, with repeater luxury tax added, will be in the neighborhood of half a billion dollars. Half a billion dollars. I mean, that is a number that, you know, we've seen the spend crazy Joe Lacob even approach and say, you know, before we get there, we should probably maybe rethink a thing or two. That feels maybe unsustainable in a way. Um, there is an, a, 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 there's a crazy drunk baseball fan that owns a major market team now here in, in, in Steve Cohen. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. Well, one, he paid, he paid for the Mets with cash with no other partners. Two, he's worth $12 billion. And three, and I believe this is true, his father-in-law is in his 90s and is a huge Mets fan. So this is kind of a toy for him. Because a half a, half a billion dollars for him only leaves him $11.5 billion to do other stuff with. So it's not like he's going to be eating macaroni and cheese out of the box anytime soon. He bought the Mets as a toy. He's treating it as a toy. And he's doing the thing that every fan base wants their owner to do. Burn money on their behalf. And the luxury tax alone this coming year is $111 million, which is more than, I believe, eight teams' 2023 payrolls. Uh, jerks and Profar sound any better to you today than yesterday? <laughs> well, no. I mean, oh. I, you know, I guess if you wanted to do a face-saving signing, but people will know that that's all that is. So I, I, it doesn't appeal to me any more than it did yesterday. And I was more intrigued by him than any of the other names. Look, we're going to have uh, a little bit more on this right around the corner. Alex Pavlovich with some pointed criticism earlier today here on 95.7 The Game. And then we're going to get you out to Warriors Live as the Warriors are uh, way shorthanded going to take on a healthy, rested, and streaking Brooklyn Nets team uh, to wrap up what has been clearly a miserable road trip. Uh, and the city of New York just it's just really, really hurting the Bay Area over the last... 24 hours or so here. Uh, We've got uh, Warriors Live and a little else coming up next here on 95.7 The Game. It's Damon and Ratto. Thanks again to Juwan Jennings for appearing uh, from inside the 49ers locker room. We are brought to you by CalHope.org. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. Well, welcome, welcome. We are going to get you out to uh, Warriors Live because, after all, it's a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by SFO. Go to flysfo.com slash winner for all your chances to uh, win $1,000 towards a nonstop flight from SFO today. Ray, they're predicting a, they're calling it a generational <laughs> weather event right around uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve that is maybe going to throw... Uh, absolute chaos and a whole bunch of people traveling. So um, it could be a miserable holidays for those stuck in airports. And right now, I think Giants fans are declaring it a a miserable holiday as far as free agency is concerned. Before we get to Warriors Live, we have to spend just a little bit more time here on the disintegration of the Carlos Correa era in San Francisco. Let's just sort of paint in a different color, though. Do you see any positives to this? In a way, do you feel that the Giants, not because they were really interested in you know any medical concerns here, but said to themselves, this is a price point that is just unsalvageable for us and we would be better off putting this money you know, in a rainy day fund and, and, and use it another day. Like with him, we're a third place team. Without him, we can probably still be a third place team. And he really isn't the long-term answer that we might have thought. But that's a consideration they should have made well before this. Uh, so I don't consider that necessarily a positive. It also It almost suggests that they were chasing him because their feelings were hurt over not getting Aaron Judge. And that's an insane way to go about building a roster. I think if that's the case, um, it's way too late in the game to suddenly decide, ah, let's be prudent with our money. That's a decision you have to make right away. When you don't get judge, you have to just sit down and meet with everybody and go, okay, who, who out there is worth this kind of money? And if you have to think really hard, then there is no one. And the fact that they immediately doubled down to, to Correa meant that they wanted him that badly. So I don't think they had this last-minute buyer's remorse. I think they, they, either, they either screwed this up on their own 
or Steve Cohen was simply too nimble for him. So earlier today on the morning roast, Alex Pavlovich came on in and said, you know, this one, this one, this one sort of requires an explanation at some point here from the Giants to the fans. Here's Alex Pavlovich. They owe it to their fans, I think. They promised that they were going to go big this offseason. They did go big this offseason, and now it, it has blown up in their face. You know, now it looks like a very middle-of-the-road or below offseason, and this looks like a team that's not better than it was last season when they finished 500. So I, I do think they set expectations themselves. I mean, this was not, you know, this, this was a lot of the media, this was a lot of the fans, but this was also the Giants. They did not shy away from the fact that they were going to go after Aaron Judge. They did not shy away from the fact that they were going to, you know, go after that big shortstop class. And, and uh, they didn't shy away from the fact that they had a lot of money to spend. And, you know, I, I think they do owe an explanation to the fans about what happened and how this happened and, you know, what they do next. Do you even think the fans would, would, would want an explanation, Ray? I mean, that there's no one buying what they're selling right now. I mean, not being able to trust the Giants' message is an issue that is going to go into the big pie of why they have attendance troubles this upcoming summer, I would imagine. Um, I don't know, you know what they owe the fans, but they did shoot their mouths off and said we wouldn't be outbid. Well, they got outbid for Aaron Judge, and then... And this is why the Correa deal is so hilarious. They got underbid for him and still lost him. They have more of an explanation about how they can't figure out how to close a deal than it is that they didn't get Carlos Correa. Because that's already, that's water under the bridge. They, I think, and this is going to be painful for them, which is why I think they won't do it. They have to explain where they're lousy at getting a deal done. Because that's what this was. You know, if you have con- concerns about how much money you're laying out, that's a decision you have to make very early on in the process. If you have concerns about his medicals, you, you know, the only thing you say is, we, need a, we want a couple more tests here. And it doesn't sound like that was it. It sounds like they were waiting, and I saw some reports that they were trying to renegotiate the deal at that point. Well... That doesn't play in modern sports free agent bidding. So it sounds to me, and this is what I think they should have to explain and won't, is why they're no good at this. Why well, is it yeah, why yeah, is I, it that their money doesn't seem to be good enough and when their money is good enough, why they can't close the deal otherwise? Cuz that's the real structural problem here. If they are pivoting to we would like to renegotiate the deal, and that's, you know, where they want to place this. Well, then you need to tell me why you put off that renegotiation to a, a time, you know, a, a timeline that was officially going to upset Scott Boris or open up a window of negotiation for someone else. I mean, there is an element of malpractice here at some level, if not all levels across the board. And because of that, Alex Pavlovich again today with Bonte and Butcher uh, basically said, you know, the, the you know, say what you want about hot seats. At the very least, everyone on this one should be warm. I think everyone's seat gets warmer, and including him. I mean, this is, you know, the 107 win season was incredible. It's one of the best things that's happened to this franchise. But other than that, this is a franchise that right now is, is in some trouble. And I, I think not just you look at the record over the last few years and you look at the record last year, but the farm system is, is not where they hoped it would be. I mean, that's just 
a fact is, you know, it's, it's, it just hasn't improved to the point that they hoped. And I think this is embarrassing. You know, this, this is beyond anything. This is something we haven't seen before. I mean, we have seen this on a minor scale with, with other contracts. It, it happened with, remember, there was a string with the Orioles a few years ago mm-hmm. where like every year somebody failed a physical. But those were minor deals. This has never happened in baseball history on this scale. And it, it's never happened where a team watches a, a guy just go to another team with, with, within the span of like 24 hours. So this puts a lot of pressure on them, and I, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure next season to win, and, and there are no obvious answers really here and how they can kind of turn this around in a way that Judge or, or Correa would have. Look, we're going to get out to Warriors live here in just a minute, but one more note here from Pavlovich, who said some inside the organization either immediately became or originally were uncomfortable with this contract um, and whether that was in the ownership group, in the front office group, or in the doctor group, you know, who, who really was it? And the truth is, as Alex says, it's going to need a lot of time to figure out who was actually right on this. It's very possible. And, I, you know, I will say there were a lot of people I talked to who are uncomfortable with this contract, you know, not just because of the health issues, but like it, it, it's not Aaron Judge. It's not a guy who is going to sell 5,000 season tickets the next day. It, it's not a guy who's, you know, a guaranteed all star for the next five or six. So there's a very real chance that we look back on this. And, and one thing that has stuck in my mind for the last six, seven hours as we've been trying to figure this figure this out is that I know this isn't great for sports talk radio. It's going to take a few years to figure out who is right here because the twins were comfortable offering him 10 years. The Mets were comfortable giving him a 12 year deal. The giants were ultimately uncomfortable. Now who's going to be right. Is Carlos Correa going to play 140 games for the next four years, or is he going to be on the, the injured list in June? Like it's going to take some time to figure out who is right and whether the giants dodge a bullet. But yeah, this things right now, there's a very real possibility that we look back in a couple of years and go like, man, that guy can't stay healthy. Ray, 162 games over 12 years is 1,944 games. If you are on the panel of doctors that scuttled this deal, if it really was a doctor medical-based scuttling to begin with, and they just weren't operating on team marching orders to become the human shields for you know Farhan and ownership to duck behind as they got buyer's remorse on this whole thing, like Carlos Correa better miss like 900 baseball games over the next 12 years and it will be a long time before we know exactly who's right on this but in real time we know who looks embarrassed by this well it's not just embarrassment though it's more than that it's their inability to determine in a quick and nimble fashion what they want and why they want it if this is buyer's remorse they spent eight days figuring it out that should take eight minutes. If it's medical, they should have walked away from the deal right away and said, we're walking away from the deal. You don't say, we're going to put you on hold for a while, because that means there's negotiations going on between the medical side and the baseball side. He's either healthy enough to justify the contract or he isn't. And I think it's the their inability to make decisions quickly and brightly that is the real condemnation here. It's... The whole idea is, if you're going to lay out this kind of contract, and it's not the money, because Charlie Johnson's got the money. It's about, in a, in a frenzied marketplace where everybody's trying to buy every other player, 
You have to make decisions quickly, smartly, and firmly. And the Giants didn't do that at any point with any of these guys. And I think that's the real problem. It's not waiting four years to see if Carlos Correa will hold up. It's looking at the way you do business inside your op- in your building. That's their problem. We are going to be quick, smart, and firm through the, uh, Warriors Live here in just a second. But there is one more story that is worthy of making the air today here during our time slot, Ray. Franco Harris, legendary Pittsburgh Steeler Franco Harris, a man who might as well's face be on the map to represent the state of Pennsylvania. From the time he was their favorite son who went on to Penn State, won Rookie of the Year, became a Hall of Famer, won four Super Bowls, and was about to have the camera fix upon him once again um, in the last weekend of football. I heard more about Franco Harris than I did in the last decade plus because the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception had everyone talking about him again. And it's 50 years ago this Friday. So this would have been a Franco Harris weekend around the NFL as he was talked about and that team was honored and that iconic moment was honored at 72 years old, Ray. He died last night out of nowhere. No explanation, no real cause, I believe, has been released. But uh, 72 years old is officially too young to be passing away still. And if life is timing, what cruel timing on this? Because the camera, it doesn't come back around for you very often when you're an old athlete. It was about to come back around for him. What a shame that he won't be able to get the flowers the entire NFL was ready to hand him this weekend. Uh, He doesn't get those flowers, but he did, as you say, represent the state of Pennsylvania, uh, even to the point where he he stood up for Joe Paterno when it was not a popular or a wise thing to do. So he was very much part of the firm and firmament of that city and that state. But he got tons of flowers. The one thing I was surprised by, and I know that the Steelers don't like to retire jerseys. They'd only retired two up until now. But I was surprised to learn that they hadn't retired his. I get that they're honoring him for the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception because that's what you do. But I think he knew how they felt about him. So I think he got his flowers. I think the, the big loss here is that his family won't get to enjoy that because you know, they will be too busy mourning, mourning the loss to get any enjoyment themselves. Everybody else will you know, find ways to honor him in their own hearts. But they're busy grieving. Yeah. So they won't be able to get this time back. It's too bad because this is the weekend where it just would have been the the standing O after standing O after standing O. And, and I will say this, as great as the Immaculate Reception truly, truly is, and what a moment and what a dynasty it helped launch, without someone deciding, hey, let's call that thing the Immaculate Reception, It's the single greatest name for any highlight that has ever become romantic and historic in in American sports, in Americana. There is no, you know, the fumble Ruski was great. Ghost to the Post was fantastic. The Immaculate Reception, Ray, greatest name of any highlight of all time. Don't you think? Uh, I've always been prone to the butt fumble. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.